0: In chapter 2, verse 2. Since the first of the year, we've been doing everything to preach the simplicity of the gospel, how simple it is to be a believer. There's nothing we can do to earn it. We must recognize that He did it all. That's what a Savior does. He does things for people that they can't do for themselves. He's our Savior. He came into this world. And we've been preaching out of these scriptures and we're going to go quickly and share quite a few scriptures today But first corinthians chapter 2 verse 2 says this paul writing said i determined not to know anything among you except jesus christ and him crucified that's the gospel jesus christ and him crucified there's many things we can share many things we can do but the core Nugget, the core truth of the gospel, the good news, is that Jesus Christ was crucified for our sin. And that's what he came for. And then we go to John chapter 3.
1: This is why he
0: came. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you and me. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's why he came, that if we simply believe in him, we would not perish, but have everlasting life. That we simply believe him and confess him as savior, that he is the Messiah. He's the one that was sent to the father. He's the bridge between sinful man and holy God. He's the solution for the world's problems. He's sitting at the right hand of the father in glory, making intercession for us. That's who he is. That's what he came for. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? Might be saved. That everyone in this room, you don't have to live under condemnation. Condemnation is not in the vocabulary of a Christian. We can feel Holy Spirit conviction, but we are not condemned. Because as Dan explained, and all of you know, or will know after this, that you're no longer condemned. There is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. And we live in a world of canceling everything out and condemnation for everything that might be said that's a little bit off of what somebody else believes. And the world tries to bring condemnation on you as a Christian, as a believer. We shared Wednesday or whatever uh, last week that for the first time in our country, less than, around 40%, less than half of people are affiliated with some kind of church or synagogue. That's a bad sign. It's not only a bad sign for us because with the anointing comes tribulation. Do you believe that with the anointing comes? It, it's a bad sign, but it's also all those people need to come to a knowledge and a revelation of who he is and what he came for. So when we share the gospel with unbelievers or with other Christians, we keep it simple. Why did he come? He came that men might not perish, but they would have everlasting life. Nobody in this room is condemned today because he took condemnation upon himself. He bore the sin of mankind on a tree. Not only my sin and Darlene's sin, everybody's sin, he bore it on a tree and he knew what he had to face. He knew the gravity, but for a moment, he cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? A realization of the sin of mankind was placed upon him. He was hung on a tree. He was made a display for everybody. And as we said last week, we also live in a world where everybody blames everybody else for what's going on. You know what the ultimate carrying of a burden is when he said, if you got to have someone to blame, blame it on me because I'll take it to the cross with me and I'll put it to death. Amen? He put it to death. He bore our shame. He bore our blame. And he said, I love him so much that I'll take on everything past, present, and future, and I will present myself to the Father and to mankind as a propitiation or a payment for the sins that were committed in the past, the sin now, and the sins in the future. My sins are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Go to, well, I'm not done with John yet. He didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And verse 18, he believes on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. It's a simple choice. You either believe and escape condemnation, or you refuse to believe and you're condemned already. Why? Because the pain and the price that was laid upon him for us No man has experienced other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I can do this. This is what I came for. Go to Psalm 22, would you? A lot happened in this week since last Sunday and a lot happened in this week.
1: Psalm 22 is a prophetic psalm. Talks about the crucifixion.
0: How many of you know that the seven words or the seven sayings that Jesus said from the cross all were rooted in the Old Testament? He said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill it. He's the fulfilling of everything that the Jews hope for, everything that we hope for. He is the fulfilling of that. It's all fulfilled in the name of Christ Jesus. Go with me if you would, and we're going to read Psalm 22. This was uttered in two of the Gospels. When he felt the weight of our sin, and this is David writing prophetically, he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why are you so far away from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime. But thou hearest not in the night season, I'm not silent, but you are holy. O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. We've all got complaints. We've all got things that doesn't go right in our life. But the bottom line is he is holy and he is our hope. And that's why we continue to praise him. No matter how things look, we have a savior that has purchased our redemption. He paid it in full. Our fathers turned to thee. They trusted and you did deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not what confounded. But I am a worm, prophetic scripture. I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, despised of the people. Where does that come from? The book of Isaiah, where he was a man of sorrows. He bore... our. His stripes bore our punishment. That was, he did it for us. And it said in verse seven, all they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him now, seeing he delighted in him. How many of you remember the scriptures that said they came and they mocked him when he hung on the cross, and they said, He believed in God. He believed in God, so why don't you have God come and get you down off his cross? Because that's not the purpose he came for. He came to hang on the cross to pay for our sin. The world tries to negate what was accomplished there. Yes, he could have called for help. He didn't have to face it, but he said, for this purpose, I am come. He had one purpose when he came into this world, to be born to go to the cross, and then to be resurrected in all of his glory. Hallelujah. Everybody said, come down off the cross. Even one of the thieves next to him said, come on down off that cross. Get us out of this situation. Well, sometimes we think that the temporary situations we in rule everything. But listen, we got an eternal situation to be concerned about. And that's whether we've believed in him or not believed in him eternity means more than temporary let's continue to read this song but thou art he that took me out of the womb now didst make me me hope when i was upon my mother's breast i was cast upon thee from the womb for thou art my god from my mother's belly hallelujah those of you that raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, it said, raise them up like that and they'll not depart from it. They might have bad spells, but guess what? You can always tell because they know where to come back to when they lose hope. Thank God that it's born in them, that eternity is placed in the heart of mankind. Everyone born into this world is fearfully and wonderfully made by the Spirit of God. So that's why we worship him today because the cross even magnifies that we are fearfully and wonderfully made because we're made in the image of God. Hallelujah. Well, I better read on. It said, many bulls, verse 12, encompassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. Verse 13, prophetic scripture. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a raven and roaring lion. I'm poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet.
1: What did they do? They pierced his hand. But
0: he said, "I can count all my bones." They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots for my robe, for my vesture. All this is prophetic. That's exactly what happened, Calvary. Verse twenty-eight. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep him alive as his own soul. A seed shall serve him, it shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. And they shall come and shall declare the righteousness unto the people that shall be born, that he... That he has done this. He has done this. No one else has done it. He, (laughs) He said over and over that that was the purpose that he came, was to save man. There's an interesting thing that takes place at the end of John's gospel. Jesus cries out,
1: it is finished. It is
0: finished. What's finished? Man trying to pay the price for his own sin. That's finished. Because he couldn't do it and he did it. It is finished. He came into this world with one thing in mind. And I got to studying a little bit about it. he is finished. And there's four things that this signifies in the Greek when you read this. It is finished. The word in the Greek is tetelestia, which means this. When he said, it is finished, it means he finished the work completely. What he did on the cross was a complete work. It's not a sacrifice that needs to be repeated yearly. It is a finished work. He paid the price in full. It was also used when they used to place the sins of the nation on the head of the scapegoat and send him into the wilderness. The word was used in the Hebrew, which means it is finished. That sin in their day, and the scapegoat was sent out into the wilderness and they proclaimed it is finished. It also means full payment of a debt. How many of you ever had a debt that you never thought would get paid off, but all of a sudden it got paid off? Just me and Dan are the only ones I get. Didn't you feel good when that debt was paid? Yeah. Yeah. You hear people say all the time, well, I got about five more years on my car loan and I got this on my house and a couple more years my house will be paid off because debt weighs us down. Yep. Debt exacts a toll on us in the temporary and also debt diminishes who we think we are and when that last payment comes in like when the church got paid off a couple of years ago. Boy, that was a day of liberation when a, a, when a building is paid off and that debt is paid and everybody takes a breath and says, boy, that feels good. We don't owe nobody no more. And I'm telling you as a Christian, when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't owe anybody anymore because that debt is paid off. It's like going to the bank and you knew you are still owed $80,000 on your house. How many of you would go in there and make a bank payment and they say, somebody took care of that. What?
1: Yeah, hallelujah.
0: They did. Who was it? You talk about dancing or shouting for joy when you get relieved from that thing. My debt has been paid in full. It's been paid in full and so is yours. And another thing that the word means is a turning point. So when he said it was finished, he was signifying a turning point in the life of mankind. He said, this is my statement. I so love that I will take it to the cross. Your debt is paid. And this means today is a turning point in your life, in the life of the world. Everything hinges on this. So thank God in our lives today that we came to a place where we ran into a turning point and it was the cross and the cross paid our debt and the blood that was shed.
1: When they got to the tomb, they found the grave clothes. Kind of laid there, but then they found the napkin
0: that was folded and in another place and there's been much debate over that over the years what that scripture meant I don't know when it came into existence but I'll share something with you that that became accustomed to the Jews after a while in the burial process the master of the house would be served his meal or whatever and everyone had a napkin of course And this is the way that they signified whether he was done eating or not. If he took the napkin after the meal and crumpled it up and laid it on the plate, that means he was finished. But if he took the napkin and folded it up and placed it beside the plate, it means he was coming back. (laughs) now that's a custom you won't find it in here but it sounds like a good custom to me i don't know when it started but he is coming back and if that's what the folded napkin signifies then i'm all for that he's coming back he's coming back he's not done but it is finished on one hand he folded the napkin up and He said, I'm still coming back. And on the other hand, he crumpled it up and said, I'm done here. I'm done, but I'm coming back.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: A lot of people want to preach the crucifixion, but not that many want to preach the resurrection. There's a real scarcity of belief in In churches nowadays about the resurrection, well, if Christ didn't rise from the dead, then our hope is in vain. What you're doing today is in vain. But I don't believe he's a liar. I believe he came for a purpose, and that's what he did. And when he accomplished that purpose, he said, yep, it's finished, but I'm going to fold this thing up here and prove to you that I'm still on my way back. We're all going to sit down at the marriage supper of the lamb, and we're going to feast with him, and we're going to eat from the king's table. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Hallelujah. How many of you having a meal today or anything? We are. I'm going to eat like a pig. I am. I'm going to. This is Freedom Day, this is Liberation Day. This is Eat a Piece of Chocolate Day today. This is here the bells ringing. They're singing that we can be born again. It's a celebration. He sits at the right hand of the Father. And he's looking down on us right now. And everybody in this room with your presence, not just because of CLC, it could be anywhere, but your presence says, yes, I recognize what you've done for me. It speaks loud. And I'm not going to be that half that doesn't acknowledge who you are. I will acknowledge it. I'll shout it from the rooftop. I will say, he is my God, we've waited on him. Imagine the day that the graves open up and the sky opens up and he comes in all his glory. In John chapter 17, he said, Father, the time's at hand, now glorify your son. And a voice came from heaven and said, I've already done that. The cross in the plan of God was glory. Because before the suffering came the glory. And when he comes back next time, what's gonna happen? He's gonna come in all of his glory. We just get glimpses of his glory. When the Spirit's really moving or we're really in in the zone, we get glimpses of his glory. But guess what it's gonna be? Because of Calvary, because there's no sin, because there's nothing that needs to be paid anymore. We're gonna see him in all his glory. And it says, it does not appear what we shall be yet, but when he comes, we shall see him as he is. They will look upon whom they appear. We'll see him in all his glory, and it's gonna be fun.